Hello everyone, welcome back to the One Talk podcast. I'm so happy to be doing another episode. We've got an amazing guest today. I'm very, I admire all the social media content that she puts out and the awareness for mental health. So I'm very happy to announce Nikita Smith. Hi guys, I've never done a podcast, so <laughs> if I'm a little bit sketchy, just roll with it. Um, thank you so much for having me. I absolutely love what you stand for, and as we just established, we went to the same school together, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, we grew up in the same area, talk yeah. about a small world. Yeah, very small world, but thank you so much. Yeah, it's definitely a passion of mine, I think, having a platform like I do, definitely mm. trying to use it for the, for the good, definitely. Yeah, for sure, and I really do want to go into on this podcast about social media mm. and advocating for mental health, mm. but... These want to bring us back to the start of your journey, where yeah. you grew up from, and yeah. just talk us through yourself. Of course. Um, so originally I was born in Canberra, but I didn't live there for too long. We were in like a little country town called Braywood, if anyone knows where that yeah. is. Um, but I, we moved to Bribie Island, which is where I grew up um, when, when I was quite young. I went to school there, um, graduated in 2017 and then my family moved halfway through 2017 up to Sunshine Coast and then I've just been living there which I love the coast is amazing and there's so many amazing people definitely been a long journey but um yeah it's good the coast is amazing that's one thing I've noticed because I obviously grew up in Brabi as well and I lived there up until December last year but once I started working up in the Sunshine Coast about four years ago doing my mental health work and then once I started coming up to the coast and being the community around here just so supportive it's so open you can speak to anyone everyone's so really? gentle nice caring yeah definitely it's um it's definitely a welcoming place I think you've got to find your ground I think as anywhere you go you know you'll run into people that you don't like or people that you don't really mix well with or but um definitely I have the most amazing group of friends um that I've ever had so yeah it's definitely a good place to be yeah, yeah. and the importance of having that support network around you mm-hmm. as well is mm-hmm. so crucial yeah. in terms of mental health or just even social connection too definitely yeah I think um you know touching on mental health I think or like up here depending on which way you're coming from there's a lot of you know as we kind of just did a little breath work a lot of breath work classes and a lot of like um, yoga studios and all that kind of stuff that are really beneficial for people that I don't think we realise until we live in a place that it's so prominent to do yeah. all those kind of things. Um, that's definitely something that I've learned to really connect with myself. So, yeah. Yeah, because when I started coming up to the coast, I started to realise it feels like there's a big awakening mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. at the moment, especially mm-hmm. on the Sunshine Coast because yeah. there is a lot of people out there advocating for mental health, but yeah. there's loads of people up here in Sunshine Coast are doing implementations of like the breath work, yoga, and also hitting people up and creating a community to bring mm-hmm. people along with them as well. And it's just such a good connection. Yeah, definitely. I think connection is massive here. Um, I think with any anything that you go to, especially if you do go to like a fitness class or breath work or all that kind of stuff or little retreats and stuff like that, you definitely meet some people that you're like, wow, like mm-hmm. as if you were only a hundred meters down the road from yeah. me. Like it's, yeah, it's very interesting, but yeah. Yeah. So I want to touch back to um Brabi. Mm. So you said you graduated <laughs> in 2017. Yeah. So I was meant to graduate 2014. Wow. I, I left 2013. Yeah. So yeah. my schooling experience there in regards to g- gardens, counsellors and officers, I wasn't aware of any of that within the school. Mm. Was there much of a difference from your experience? Um, I had a really, um, I guess, crappy time um, in year 12. I was severely bullied and I went through my first ever experience with mental health. My mom's a mental health nurse, so I've always, um, shout out to her, but I've always um, been aware of what it is and 
you know, how to deal with it. But I think it's very different when you actually go through it yourself, I think, especially at a young age. Um, honestly, no, there wasn't that much support. But I think that also comes down to how much you're willing to ask for help as well. Um, at, around the time of year 12, we had changes with principles and stuff. So all the rules and everything were kind of changing and different. Um, but it, for me personally, I'm not saying the school, but for me personally, I didn't have much of a support network. I think my support network was my family, definitely. My mom definitely helped me out through a lot of the things that I went through. So, yeah. yeah, Especially yeah. the experience that your mom would have been a mental health nurse because yeah. my mom's a mental health nurse yeah. too. So she yeah. understood quite a few things I was going through as well. So that would be quite similar for yeah. yourself. Yeah, um, she has bipolar as well. So um, she's a very strong, very strong woman. I um a lot of people ask, you know, who your hero, who your hero is, and people say their mom just because, but she genuinely is. Like she is one of the strongest women I've ever met. Um, but I definitely think having that support from her, as well as my father as well, he's an amazing person as well. Um, but the education wise, she's yeah, definitely taught me so much with within that. Um, but yeah, yeah, for sure, and especially with bullying, is such an unfortunate thing that happens yeah. with happens within school. Yeah. And we can give all the advice to someone that is a victim of bullying, mm. but once you actually live it in it, yeah. it's so hard to actually yeah. take the advice and block it out. Yeah, I think it was hard for me as well. Um, I, I have two um, brothers with disabilities, one's Asperger's and one's autistic. So growing up, I was always, not not that I'm always an angel, but I was, I was always taught to respect everyone as if they're on the same level, which is how we should treat people. You know, no one's above and no one's below. But I think in school there's a lot of hierarchy and there's a lot of people trying to climb up to be the popular kids and doing things, you know, there would always be that, you know, the nerd in the in the classroom that you'd always laugh at and pick on because it was funny to do so. I mean, I I definitely did that sometimes as when I was in school. I'd, you know, put my hand up and blame, take the blame for that sometimes. But um, I think when you, you know, I always got taught to I was friends with the nerds and and the popular kids but I dated you know like the jock of the school so but they were never <clears throat> my people they were you know I always it was it always felt like a challenge or something you know a new hairstyle or a new you know look or what what boy are you with now to kind of get to their I guess friend group in a way and it's funny to look back on now a lot of the people that still live there um a lot of the time I have people message me and say like I'm I'm so proud of you for moving and changing you know because there's so many people that are just stuck there and still stuck mm. I mean at 21 years of age still stuck in that kind of circumstance and that situation of not being able to stand up for who they are and drama after drama after drama yeah so yeah that's the thing you realize with the youth as well especially with the youth I work with they're all doing the best of the information they got and I think I remember when social media first came out, yeah. like it was Facebook and that. Yeah, wow. And like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> Show my age there. No, I, I was there too, <laughs> even though I'm not that, yeah. <laughs> but um, back then, there was so much talk about cyberbullying and yeah. things like that. But yeah. now I see there's a positive because now yeah. people have a voice. Yeah. And there are people that they I think it definitely depends with. on how you use it. Yeah. yeah how you uh, use 100%. It. I mean, that's coming from somebody who has a, a, a mild platform. Um, but yes, uh, cyberbullying was definitely a massive thing in um, when I was bullied. Um, it's just, I think, especially at that age, there's so many emotions and there's so many hormones and there's just so much. You're trying to understand who you are and, you know, you've got your outside life with what your family's doing and your siblings and then your friends as well and you're trying to fit into this little circle when you come to school. And, you know, I always admired those kids 
that were the weirdos. You know, I, I always admired them because I was like, damn, I, I wish I had that confidence. I, I really wish that I could, that I was like that. And I think after going through what I went through, um, I realised that I, I can be like that and I, I can be unique and I can be different and everyone can be and everyone can choose to be kind and, and conscious and, and supportive towards people. It's just the way that you use it and it's the way that you, you utilise the things that, that you have already inside of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes it's easier to be negative and rude than it is to be kind because yeah. it takes a lot more effort to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you said, we've all got it within us. We just have to find ways to unlock it and find it and yeah. go through that journey. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So with your um, with the bullying, how did you cope through that? What was some strategies that helped you? Um, I was uh, I actually didn't cope to be honest. I um, I I was heavily suicidal. I had several suicide attempts, and um, it it was scary. It was I think at a sixteen year old. You know, like you, you think, you think you kind of have everything, and then when all your friends turn against you, and you know your partner breaks up with you, and all that kind of stuff, it was, it was my world was crumbling. I and and it wasn't that I was suicidal in the fact of I wanted to kill myself necessarily. It was that I just wanted the bullying to stop. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the fact that I wasn't grateful for my life or anything like that. It was just I just wanted everyone that was honing in on me to just to just be quiet to just leave me alone and do what I needed to do and um I think the way you know like it I think a lot of maturity came involved with it as well I mean growing up with two siblings who have disabilities I I I was always a lot older than what I was um and you know having a mom around mental health she always taught us a lot about all that all of that kind of stuff and you know being yourself and self-love and understanding you know all all these different emotions and if we're feeling a way to cry and all that kind of stuff um but yeah no I I struggled I struggled a lot it wasn't actually until we went on to a trip to Cambodia in 2017 which by the way if you get a chance to go on a trip to a third world country do it Mm, looks amazing I've been to Vanuatu I haven't been to a place like Cambodia or anything my gosh like I mean it it made me realize that my problem is nothing compared to what people have and it is still a problem and that doesn't mean what I went through wasn't horrible but if these people have nothing I have everything Mm. you know um and actually the school said I wasn't allowed to go because I was on suicide watch um and if something would happen it would be you know their fault but my mom put her hand up god bless her she's a beautiful woman Um, yeah shout out to her definitely um she said I'll watch her I'm a mental health nurse I'll I'll go over and watch her. Keep in mind, my mum is in her late 40s mm. and we slept on bamboo mats on the ground. Yeah, well. Her back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but it, it changed my life. It, I, gen, I actually genuinely think if I didn't go there, I probably wouldn't be here. Mm. Um, that just shows too, like, with having the mental health problems you were going through and the bullying and everything else that was happening, that mm. rather than isolating you back yeah. at home, yeah. actually getting out. Yeah, was actually more beneficial for you. Hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we went, we went over there and um, I figured out what I wanted to study. You know, like in 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 year twelve, you're always like, "What are you going to do? What what's the next step?" And everyone's like, "Ah, I don't know what I'm going to do." Like, I don't know. You know, if you know what you're doing in year twelve, shout out because I 
I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm still figuring stuff out now. But um, yeah, we went over there and we we stayed in very rural areas. We stayed in orphanages and um, help build, help build like schools and demolish schools and teach English. And I really, I think a part of me knew that I wanted to be alive. Yeah. And I was like, I'm really gonna put every ounce of me into this trip. And I did. And uh, a memory that my mum says, because we shared rooms, because um, we, we got to stay in a hotel, which was nice for the end of for the, a few days. And she said, I knew I had my daughter back when you started singing in your sleep. Mm. She's like, you were talking and singing in your sleep. And she's like, I knew you were back. And it brought a tear to my eye when she told me that. I was like, you know, and I cried my eyes out getting back on that plane to come home. I did not want to come home. But I think, I think I was very lucky because I got to go on that trip and then we had moved. We had moved to the Sunshine Coast. So although I was alone and I was still very back and forth with, you know, my life at Bribey and trying to keep that connection, um, it took probably about a year and a half to actually go, these people don't serve me a positive purpose um, and I need to move on. Um, and it, I think it took me being alone and to realise that there's a beauty in being alone and there's yeah. a beauty in gaining confidence within who you are to realise what my worth was. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a really hard time for me and it took a lot for me to kind of talk about it and open up about it. But I suppose looking at my platform, why I talk so openly about the experiences and things that I went through is because if I had someone back in school that I could look up on and I could go, she's been through it, but she's here yeah. or he's been through it and he's here. I think maybe that would have helped a little bit. Yeah, you definitely. Know? And yeah. I think you'll definitely see that because you probably get quite a few messages because mm, I know I do too mm. about people that just say, thank you for being yeah. transparent with your yeah. message because you know, like when I was going through my struggles, I thought I was the only person in the world, mm, yeah. depression, anxiety, you know. Yeah, you, you feel like, yeah, an outsider. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You don't realise that you can actually – understand what other people are going through just by them speaking and then yeah. once I started actually speaking my own mental health and my own thoughts and advocating for it then I started meeting like-minded people and then we're able to you know talk and connect yeah. and help each other out and then go on this journey yeah I always say something that I say to everybody is there's a vul- there's a beautiful thing in being vulnerable and mm. being open and honest about you and taking accountability for the things like there's so many things that I know I should have done differently and but accepting them for what they are and going, I've done that, but this is what I need to do to be here. Yeah. Um, that's the power of presence. Yeah. Accept and act. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that I definitely learned over my experiences was that, um, you know, opening up, you bring a whole new world and a whole new audience and a whole new energy to yourself and to everyone around you. And you just carry this, this light that, you know, when, when, when someone walk, you know, when someone walks into a room, you go, oh, they just, they just light up the room. Yeah. You carry that mm. because you carry every heartache and grief and break and everything on your shoulders and you take it with pride. And I mean, I'm still learning. I'm the, you know, there's so many things that I go through and I'm like, oh gosh, I could have handled that so differently. But I think, yeah, I, I, I own what I went through now yeah. and I don't let it consume me. And I think that's a massive thing that we do is we let it, that's what I did for years. I let it consume me. Um, at such a young age as well and now I go no I, I went through that and I and I survived it mm. and I I'm proud of who I am and I'm proud of what I went through and how I handled it and 
I know that there's only up from here and it taught me so much. Yeah, for sure. And it's all about too, you know, because when we speak about our stories, if we don't put in the work, Mm -hmm. our stories can trigger our own emotions. Yeah. So so being able to put in the work within yourself, you know, mindfully, mental health, whatever your coping strategies are and that work for you. Yeah, I was actually just having this conversation with um, one of my girlfriends before I came here and – uh, life's a bit hectic at the moment as it can be you know start of the year and I was saying to her I was like oh you know in the car I was like oh no I gotta think positive I gotta think positive and then I snapped myself out of it and I said no I don't I need to feel how I feel right now mm. and this situation is affecting me and if I need to be upset or I need to cry about it or I need to talk to a friend about it then I'm gonna do that and then I'm gonna be positive about it yeah. and then I'm gonna see how I can handle it and I think that's a major thing I think that's why anger is so big when it comes to mental health or problems that we mm. go through because we bottle it up yeah and even if, you know, we do have a positive outlook on it, we don't actually accept how we feel in that moment. And that's what happened to me a lot when I was suicidal, you know. I actually spoke about it on my stories the other day, um, my anxiety. I got diagnosed with anxiety and depression. Yeah. I don't believe, I haven't checked but I don't with a doctor, but I don't believe I have depression anymore. I'm very comfortable and happy where I am. Mm. But I definitely, I think my anxiety will be with me throughout my whole life. And that's from bullying, which is a yeah. sad thing to, to think about that um, – other people's actions and words d- can bring that onto somebody else. I mean, um, but yeah, I think like I said to the doctor, I was like, I, I don't have anxiety. Mm. I was like, I'm so loud and I'm and I'm so, oh, this is who I am, you know. And in my head, anxiety was this scared yeah. little person in the corner of a room that couldn't talk to people or go to the shops and do it. But there's so many different forms of it. Yeah, definitely. You know? And like I learned that. I actually do. I overanalyze so much. Mm. And because of what I was put through, when I come into new situations or confrontation, it runs through my mind a million hours an hour. It's like when you have that conversation with yourself in the shower, like, damn it, I should have said that in the argument. (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally, it it is. But, yeah, Yeah. it's interesting to kind of look at. It's the power of our thoughts because our brain processes millions and millions of thoughts every minute. Like, it's just nonstop. And it's also, it can be hard to control them, especially when you're in the middle of a lot of shit that is happening in your life, you know, whatever pressure you're under, whether it's bullying, you know, mental health or life circumstances, you know, it's hard to actually cope with those things, but you still got to put in like that consistent work to actually make yourself feel good. Yeah. um, I think something that, you know, touching more based on social media, it wasn't really around, like Instagram had only just kind of started when I was in year 10. And I know there's so many different sides to social media and I know social media can be so damaging, but I think, you know, my purpose or my message is like, I I love the whole influencing side of it and and the clothes and the events and Mm. the connection and all that kind of stuff, but that's not my purpose on socials. Um, My purpose is, is to to show people that I'm a human and that all of us are and that we go through stuff and that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and I've seen it. I've, I've been through it. I've been in the darkest, darkest rooms possible and I'm still here. So you can too. And I think using my platform to have a voice and raise awareness, I have surprisingly more boys Mm. message me towards mental illness and mental health and their struggles and say thank you than I do females. I'm not saying, you know, there's a ratio, but Just it's m- very eye-opening. Yeah, because males will feel a lot more comfortable speaking, mm-hmm. especially with a female, about the mental health because there still is that stigma with males we're speaking to each other, you know, like no matter how much 
advocacy I can put out there yeah. to still that <laughs> mental health barrier Definitely. that it's just conditioned beliefs that they grow up with. And yeah. They feel, yeah. And especially the message that you push to, like you do make people feel real comfortable Thank speaking you. around Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, as I'm as reflecting back to before, you know, I think if I had that person to kind of look up to when I was younger and maybe somebody that spoke about their experiences and what they had been through, maybe I would have been a little bit more okay than what I was. But it wasn't very big mm. back when I was younger. It, like social media had only really just started. Like I used to get bullied yeah. for being on socials, you know, the whole 10% off this and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It, it's funny, you know, I, I laugh about it. I still bully myself about it, to be honest. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it can be a very powerful thing. It, it can be a very hurtful thing, mm. I think. Um, but it's, it's the way you use it. It's the and way you use it, yeah. yeah. And it's your character and, and it's who you want to be as a person. Mm. And um, yeah, yeah. And it's controlling what you see too. Mm. Like look through your following mm, on Instagram yeah. And see who you're following and only follow things that you want to feed from. Yeah. Whether positivity or people that you actually connect with, you know. Yeah. If you get if you're getting information from a page and it just keeps feeding feeding you negativity and it makes you feel a certain yeah. way, it makes you feel anxious and yeah. things like that. Why are you following it? Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. Um, I think something that I really, really want to touch base on, especially towards mental health, is the power of letting go. <laughs> yeah the power of saying goodbye to things that no longer serve your purpose, like those pages that you follow, mm. like those people that you think are your friends. That is something that took me a long time to learn, but I realised that a lot of the root of my problems was with the people I was hanging out with and mm. the people I was associating myself with because they didn't align with me. Yeah. They didn't have the same values and respect that I had. Um, and that's not to say that they're bad people and people make mistakes when they're younger 100%, but... Um, I think we sometimes look at being alone as a very scary thing and it is a scary thing, but it's something that I think we need to learn to do. Yeah. We need to learn to have that independence and to take a step back and realise that if somebody doesn't serve you a purpose anymore, you don't actually have to give them an explanation as to why you don't want them in your life. Yeah, exactly. You go and better yourself. Mm. They will slowly and surely drift out because they no longer align with you. That's it, because we share a memory with someone. We feel like we're entitled to be around them all yeah. the time. But, yeah. You know, we're, <laughs> we're humans. We evolve. We yeah. grow. You know, Just because we stop hanging out with someone doesn't mean we hate them. Mm-hmm. It just means we're on a different part of our journey. And mm-hmm. That's where we are. And then mm-hmm. when you see them, you see them, you know. That's yeah. how it is. Yeah, definitely. I think I learned that a lot, especially in the relationship I was in as well. Um, I was in and out of relationship for four years, and he was in the same kind of friend group that that I was, I guess, slightly in. Um and I realized that I think we go back to things because they're comfortable and because they're easy and because we would rather have someone than have no one. Yeah. And I, you know, now I I'm, can proudly say that I am the most independent I've ever been. But now I have the largest friend group I've ever had. And they are all so supportive. Like it, it blows me away. Like some days I'm like, are these people real? Yeah. My, you know, I recently had my 21st birthday last year. November, that's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my friends went out of a, out of their way to create an eight minute video for each of them to say what their favorite thing about me wow. was. That's amazing. I've, I've 
dreamt of friends like that. Mm. And I bawled my little eyes out. Mind yeah. you, there's a few months deep. but <laughs> 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 And, you know, it, and it, it goes to show that if you actually work on yourself and you put in the effort to who you are and what you want to align with, that the right people will come into your life. Mm. But it takes being alone. Yeah, it does. It takes taking a step back and going, oh, I'm going to have to just buy the bullet and keep doing it and I, th- I think for someone like me um who is a very social person I find it very easy to make friends and stuff like that so it is easier said than done depending on you know your confidence and who you are and all that kind of stuff and again there's things that you can work on but I mean when I first moved to the coast the first group of friends that I had I, still friends of mine but that they're, they're not my people you know, and, and that was a learning curve for me to understand, you know, because you kind of grab on to whoever you can when you, you know, you don't really have anyone. Mm. Um, but I think there was a beauty in looking back on how far I'd come and the different people that were in my life. Like, I, the, like honestly, the friends that I have now, it's it's amazing. Like the type of friends that you sit around, you talk about your goals with. Yeah. And you and you help each other through it. Mm. And, you know, if, if it's 3 a.m. in the morning and, and you feel like crap, you can call them. Yeah. And I think some I never thought I'd have that because I was always that friend mm-hmm. and I never got it reciprocated back. But, you know, the, the biggest thing that I th- my mom taught me was that we can't expect people to have the same values and beliefs that we have. Yeah. Is that when you give, you can't expect back and you give because you want to, not because you're expecting something. Yeah. And that what people say about us is none of our business. It's not. <laughs> Who cares? Exactly. All that matters is how you feel about you and if you're happy with the type of person that you are to this day. Mm. Yeah. Because when other people do say words about you or whatever it may be, at the end of the day, they're going to their bed with their own thoughts. Mm. They're not stressing about you. They're not stressing about anyone else. They've got their own shit to deal with. Like, yeah, they say that stuff during the day, but once they get home, it's not like that's their commitment to actually, yeah. you know, involve that thought around their whole mind. So, like... You just got to realise that other people's thoughts are not in your business and mm. what they say to you because at the end of the day, you're on your own journey. you got to focus on yourself because, yeah. you know, we're mm. talking about thoughts. You go to thoughts of your own bed as well. Yeah. So it's all about working on that. Yeah. And it's about the energy that you put out there. It's the energy you get back as well. So you're saying that all of this stuff that you're getting in life with the people that's getting around you and all these people that you love, it's because of the energy you're putting out there to the world yeah. too. Yeah. It's, it's, it goes both ways. Yeah, I... um. As I said, it quite a few times on my 21st, but I actually, I put up a story and spoke about that and said, you know, I, I dreamt, I dreamt of this day mm. and I didn't think it would happen for a long time. And it's happened four years after me wanting to not be here anymore. Mm. And it's because I put in the hard work to be who I am. And uh, there's always room for improvement. There's always room to grow and experiences and mistakes that we'll always make along the way. But I think it's the way that you learn to handle them and the way the accountability that you take and understanding that I think we're not always the victim in a situation Yeah, that we, we can be the villain. And there was times where I wasn't a nice person, hundred percent that, that, you know, there's times that make me go, Oh my gosh. But (laughs) you know, we can't always be a hundred percent, but I think it's the way that you handle that again, accountability if, it is, if you stuff up and you do something wrong, how are you going to fix that situation? If you yeah. hurt somebody else's feelings, how are you going to fix that? How are you going to – like, are you going to apologise and put actions towards it or are you just going to say sorry and act like nothing happened? Yeah, there's got to be true intentions behind yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and going back to being comfortable with being alone as well, like I know for myself at the time that I knew I was starting to become, become comfortable with being by myself was when – 
I was at home and I was actually being productive when I was alone. Yeah. So usually, <laughs> like when I was struggling with depression badly, when I was alone, I just wouldn't do anything. Yeah. And that's why I knew I wasn't comfortable with myself because I just beat myself up and just like, all right, let's just sit here and just live like this. But then once I found myself being more productive, I realized, well, now I'm loving being with myself because now I'm going to coffee shops by myself. I got lunch by myself. And people like to me, you're a weirdo. Like, <laughs> who, who goes and grabs a lunch at coffee club and sit there by themselves? And I'm like, me, because I love doing yeah. that now. But yeah. I think that journey started when I started doing going to the gym and yeah. doing physical exercise. Yeah. yeah. So for yourself, when was that turning point for you? I think, um, uh, honestly, I, I, th- I really think it was only about eight months ago. Mm. You know, like I learned to let go and I learned to be alone, but to actually be comfortable with being alone, it, it really wasn't that long ago for me. Um, again, you know, um, putting myself out there and going to gym and exercise is so important. Yeah. And I'm not talking about a hardcore 180 barbell squat, you know, I'm talking just walk outside. Mm. Walk outside and open your eyes and look at the trees and look at the butterflies flying past you and see the beauty in the little things mm. and then slowly build yourself up to maybe go to the gym or a class or do a, do a breath session or yeah. something like that. You know, it's it's in those little steps that I took, you know, I think um, communicating more with my family. Mm. I was, I think when you're depressed, you're very sheltered and shut off. And I know when my mental health is plummeting because my room's a mess and my car's a mess and I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't have time for anyone. I, I don't make time for myself. Um, but yeah, I think I started to do those little things. I, uh, running was a massive thing for me. I actually yeah. used to um, play sad music, but run mm. with it on. So if I cried, my endorphins would kind of pump through yeah. and I'd be like, okay, like I, I'm upset and, and this hurts and this song really resonates with me, but I'm doing something about it. Yeah. I'm in the, I'm feeling how I feel, but I'm doing something in that moment. Um, yeah, I, I ran a lot. I think I learned to keep to myself. Um, and yeah, open up a lot more, I think, to the, the people that were that helped to genuinely help. You know, yeah. my my mom and I have a beautiful relationship now. And as I said, like, she is my hero. Um, she pulled me out of a lot of dark places. And I think w- w- perspective, mm. perspective is such a massive thing and it's hard to switch your mind and it's hard to change that but I think you know instead of going oh this is happening to me why is this happening to me you know all that kind of stuff going this is happening to me for a reason yeah because I can handle it because I'm strong enough and I'm capable enough and I'm able to handle it and although it's crappy and although it sucks there's something good coming out of it yeah and there really was so many beautiful things have come out of me being in such a dark place but yeah I think exercise and music yeah but pick your music wisely you know if you're upset don't just chuck on your sad playlist chuck on something that you're gonna be angry at because it's a really happy song and just dance to it yeah you know I my housemates could vouch for this as well pretty much every morning I play music every morning I'll cook breakfast and I'll just have some sort of you know dance around the kitchen cook some food and just kind of like start my day off really well I think you know taking those little steps of um, I always tell people to journal journaling is a massive thing it took me a while I would tell people to do it because I knew it worked but I would never really do it myself I think it took it yeah about eight months ago I kind of started journaling and if I'd have a crappy day and it's up to you but I wouldn't read it back I would just write in it and just write how I felt and then kind of take a deep breath and go okay it's off my chest yeah or I would call someone and talk to them about it but you know um 
yeah, just happened, this happened. Yeah, just little steps, little, little things. Because I think we focus on the fact of trying to get out of something like that as if it's such a big chore. And I think, you know, it's like, you know, you have a busy day and you need to clean your room and you look at that chore and you go, I'm not doing that. Mm. I'm not doing that. Even though you know it's going to make you feel better because a clean space is a better mind space. Yeah. But it's looking at it and going, I need to do it. Mm. And having that perspective change and that shift of, yeah, the way that you go about things and, and how do you want to improve as a person, not how – how should you or how should somebody tell you how to it's how do you want to improve as a person it's like observing your thoughts yeah. <clears throat> it's like when your thoughts yeah. come in instead of them having control of you you sit there you listen to it you observe it yeah. and ask why yeah. and then you work on that yeah. rather so that's yeah. really good and i love how you talked about having the morning ritual mm. because for myself <laughs> i recommend this to everyone morning rituals wherever your groove oh, is so good yeah do it yeah but for myself like a little because back when i had depression um I hated making my bed. So oh, now when so I wake important. up in the morning, it's the first thing that I do. Make my bed. I never used to drink water. So I have a glass of water straight away. I hate showers in the morning. So I do yeah. cold exposure. Nice. So it's just creating yeah. this, like setting myself up for success for the day because I know if I conquer my morning, I'm going to conquer my day. Yeah. So it's all, all about overcoming the little challenges within the first 20 minutes of my day. And then mentally I'm set up. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, we're our own worst enemies and our biggest mm. fans. Yeah. Um, and I think if we set these little challenges for ourselves, if we can set them for ourselves and we can accomplish them ourselves, then when somebody throws something at us, we can also achieve that yeah. because we can do it for ourselves. So why can't we do it for somebody else? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And intention setting too in the morning, intention setting by how do you want today to look? You know, how do you want it to be? Yeah. How do you want to feel? Set those intentions for the day. Prepare your mind for it. Yeah, I think um, I think something that I've learned personally is to, to really – tune into your emotions as I said before you know I was looking at, at a situation that had happened and I was like oh, I was mad about it I was like oh it's, it's okay I'll have a positive outlook but I wasn't actually feeling how I felt mm. I think actually like if you're upset be upset yeah. but don't dwell on it you know have those little challenges and those intentions and those goals to go Okay, it's I've given myself you know when something bad happens I'm allowed to you know talk about it and whine about it for 30 minutes that's it. Yeah. I give myself 30 minutes, half an hour. Cry, scream, yell, do whatever I want, swear, whatever. Mm. After that, all right, what are you going to do to get rid of that? Are you over it? Do you need to do something about it? How can you do something about it? And what yeah. are you going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. really good because I'm reading the book at the moment. Mm. It's called The Power of Now by Eckhart oh Tolle. Gosh, I really want to read that. It's okay. amazing. All right. <laughs> so that is that book is all about being um, like an observer of our own thoughts mm. and creating peace and presence and complete stillness because our thoughts are not meant to run wild as they are. It's just a new age thing that our brain is just taking on because we're faced with so many yeah. challenges in today's day and age and especially when we're scrolling on our phones yeah. or computers. Like when we get off our phone and you've done like an hour scroll, when you put your phone down – your brain's processing so Everything much information. Yes, yeah. so then your brain's just flooding, not even just that, but work, driving, no matter what you're doing. So I actually reckon doing meditation and breath work is key to be yep. able to calm your thoughts and to be able to have a better relationship with your mind. Yeah, definitely. I actually, um, I did a um, travel fit global. Oh, does, shout out to Chris. Yeah, I love Chris. <laughs> He's a legend. Um, he does breath work at yeah. Maruchador at the front every morning and, 
I um, said to him, I was like, I'm going to try and round up just a ra- random group of people. So I just chalked it on my story. I said, look, I've been doing this breath work. Um, I tried it out myself first to see if I actually liked it, if it aligned with me. And sometimes it doesn't align with people and that's okay. Um, and the first session I did, I bawled my eyes out. Yeah. I let go of things that I didn't even know were, were still sitting there. Like, And I'm talking, I am so comfortable with my life, but I let go of things that I just must have subconsciously been sitting in the back of my mind and so I put it on my story and I said you know welcome to anyone male female any age you know I'd love to get to know people and Mm. come down and meet Chris and the crew and everyone like that and I actually had this um, younger boy who I didn't even realize but he had reached out to me like a year ago asking for advice Um, and I had you know, spoken to him and had a little conversation with him and, you know, gave him little tasks and things to, you know, try and focus on. And he came and he was talking to me as if he knew me. And I was like, oh gosh, I've met this person and I don't remember who it was, but I hadn't met him, but through socials, you know, I had spoken to him and he's like, I wasn't going to come today. He was this, you know, he was typical, um, very scorny kind of, um, younger, younger male. Yeah. Um, he told me he was, he was a pothead smoker and very into all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, was trying to break habits and didn't like his friends. He knew that his friends were bad. It's kind of like started to grow up and realize yeah. that he needed to make change to his life. And he's like, I wasn't going to come today, but I made a promise to you last year that I would try and better myself. Mm. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I, I don't, I don't, I genuinely don't remember you. Have we met before? And he said, no, 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 it was on socials. I'm so sorry. Like, you know, you probably get messages. And I was like, oh, I feel horrible. Like I do try and remember every conversation that I have, yeah, but yeah. sometimes it can be hard. Um, and he said, I promised you that I would try and better myself. Mm. So that's why I'm here today. And it, it, I was like, wow. Like I, to know that I have had that impact to even a, even a year from now, so even if you're doing it now and not when I told you two ages ago to make that change and he did the breathwork class and he said it was amazing. He said exactly and I, you do this, you close your eyes and you have to pick somebody to go and sit next to it. It has to be a stranger that you don't know and for some reason we our eyes locked and we went and sat down with him and I just said to him, I was like, I want you to be comfortable in this situation. You know, you've got two minutes to tell me everything, go. Yeah. And he went through his life and told me about stuff and – at the end of it, I said, why do you want to do it? Why do you want to make change? Why do these people no longer serve your purpose? And, and you know, he said, oh, for, for my mum and, and went through all this stuff. And I said, what about you? Mm. He said, yeah, for me. And I was like, well, why do you want to better yourself? He said, because I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to be in this position anymore. I don't want to be lazy. And I, I used to be really fit and I used to be into soccer as a kid. And I, I used to, and I want to get back into that. And I said, so you can. And this right here is the first step that you've made. Yeah. You've put yourself in a vulnerable situation. You've gone out, you've met somebody who you've never really met with all these other people who you've never met. And you put yourself in something that you've never heard of before and yeah. you've done it. And I said, I'm proud of you. This little step right here, whether you do something about it in the afternoon or for the rest of your day, or you don't really do anything for a while, this is your first step to exactly. becoming better. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> not, not gonna lie, my eyes are oh. a bit watery. Down <laughs> it brought me to tears. Yeah. I was like, "Wow!" To to know that um, I I had such an an impact on somebody's life, and and to, it it kind of makes me happy that he was younger as well. Mm. You know, because even if he goes back down the track that he was, I know somewhere in his life he's gonna go. Oh, I remember that girl, and I remember when I went to this place, and oh, maybe I should try and do something like that again or maybe I should reach out to her, which is what I try and use my platform mm-hmm. for. You know, I'm not – I'm no 
you know, I'm not no counsellor and all that, although I am studying and I am trying to, you know, become a psychologist. Yeah. But I, it's just, I think it's, it's just who I am. I love helping people and yeah. being there for people and showing them that, that I was in your situation once, you know. And again, the, the beauty of being vulnerable. Yeah. yeah, you offered that opportunity for someone to make a step as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was very heartwarming. Yeah, like yeah, I was. I, I felt the rest of my day was amazing. No matter yeah. what happened, I couldn't care. I was like, no, nah, I'm happy with my day. I've I've mm. done something to help somebody. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And whoever this bloke is, if you're listening to this, reach out to me because yeah. I was addicted to drugs from age 11 till 17. Such a big and at 17, I finally quit. But I know exactly what he is feeling maybe not exactly but i can understand what he's feeling and also you know i've related a lot with playing soccer but i quit soccer because i was too busy partying (laughs) doing drugs all the time yeah stuff like that so if you want to chat you want some advice you want an older bloke you can just get some game off hit me up because i'll I'll have a chat with you i think we underestimate the i I think bribey definitely Mm. there's a lot around all of that kind of stuff you know marijuana and all that kind of stuff is very heavy mm-hmm. i think we underestimate the power and consumption that it can have over people yeah. even it being a very simple you know not so heavy drug i think we don't understand the effects and i think the laziness and yeah. the slow movement that it makes us mm. you know like anger ha- yeah anger oh my gosh mm. yeah uh, yeah definitely because like people say weed's not a gateway drug weed's not <laughs> addictive but I smoked weed. We're so going to have a lot of controversy in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm open for it. Yeah. But you know, I started when I was 11 and then wow. I started going to school on ice. So oh like, yeah. So wow. like it was a big switch from, I saw weed, I'd only smoke weed. And then I just started doing anything I get my hands on continuously all the time. I wasn't sober for like four years straight. Obviously until I was, the weekend after my 18th birthday was the day I gave up drugs completely. But with weed in general, there's a lot of talk saying it's not addictive. It is. But for myself, the amount of anger it gave me as it a man. It is so addictive. Anxiety. Like don't, like, don't get me wrong. Like, people can have fun and do what they want to mm. do and all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, personally, myself, I've tried it, you know. I've, But it just, yeah, it, it consumes you in a way that you don't realise, I think, because it's so mellow and it's so – but people don't realise that they reach for it every time they get angry. Yeah. And they reach for it after a hard day of work and they reach for it after school mm. and until it becomes a daily thing that yeah. you have to do it every day. But but yeah, yeah I could go into that forever, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> especially when you see it everywhere, like all over social media, like all these people, like seems like everyone's smoking weed. Yeah. So it feels like you should be too, but you know, everyone's on their own journey. That's I it. understand that from when I was addicted to drugs, but just understand what you're doing yeah, and the effects definitely. it's having yeah. and then just make a decision on what you want yeah. to do. I think relating back to going back to social media as well, you know, what we see on there and everything like that. I, as I said, I was having a conversation with a girlfriend before I came here. Um, we were talking about, you know, money and where we want to be and all that kind of stuff. And um, I said, I was like, it's funny because I used to, I used to want, a Louis Vuitton bag and I used to want to drive a Mercedes Benz mm. and I used to want to have all that kind of stuff until I realised how much hard work it took. Mm. And I said, it's so funny how impact, like how much of an impact social media has on us, Yeah, you know, through partying and drugs and the high life 
that we don't actually like some people are lucky and some people do get things given to them and some people you know win lotto and good on them that's amazing yeah. I, gosh I, I wish I could <laughs> but um I think we forget that that's only five percent and 95 percent of those people that we see online have actually worked hard for where they are and that the lux life doesn't just come to us it, it's through hard work and it's through determination and it's it's through being in the positions that we are now to be there yeah and you know I, I i guess it just goes to show how much yeah impact social media has on people like positive and negative but i said to her, i said you know like i think it's changed my impact on it yeah. for me personally that that's my mindset i had a whole different you know, about two years ago, I was like, I wanted that. I, I wanted to, you know, have all those materialistic things. And I used to think money was everything. And I said, honestly, if I died today from some freak accident, I'd be happy. Yeah. And I do not have a lot of money in my bank account. And I'm still working every day that I can. And I'm still doing all these ways and to hustle money and, you know, do all that kind of stuff. And living out of home and going to uni, I said, but I would be happy. Mm. I said, and it's not because of money. Yeah. I said, it's because I've worked on myself to be where I am mm. and to continue to grow. And I have beautiful people around me and I have a beautiful support system. And I've done all these amazing things that didn't really cost me money. Yeah. But I realized that the most expensive thing in the world is happiness. Mm. And it's so hard to get because of everything that we're filtered through yeah, yeah definitely and especially with like you're saying filtered through and everything we get from social media like in terms of success as well it's like success is what you value mm -hmm. success doesn't mean money it depends what you value you yeah. value you know love community community um family and things like that then that's your success you got that success you yeah. value happiness and self-love just whatever you define as success yeah. that's success for you it doesn't mean you have to be a billionaire yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's it's very interesting to kind of look at it. But like, you know, as I said, that there are negative sides to social media, but there's so many positives as well. Mm. I think looking at it in a light of, um, I mean, all my girlfriends and myself, um, a lot of us are on socials and we always used to reach, you know, and try and be the next big kind of social person. And now we're all just like, nah, mm. nah, we're all genuine happy who we are and i we don't really care about our following anymore we care yeah. about connection mm. and the amount of people i have met through online that align with everything that i believe and the conversations the most intellectual beautiful conversations that yeah. i've had with people just from simply opening my mouth and sharing my experiences and being authentic with who i am mm. means so much more to me than the high life. That's the importance of embodying yeah. authenticity. Yeah. And it really shows through as well because the more people relate to it, which then <laughs> obviously build it up more. But then when you were posting about coming here today with mm. the podcast, I had a dude reach out and he wants to catch up for a coffee because he loves what I talk about for mental health. So now I'm going to speak to him after the podcast. Wonderful. Organise, yeah, go good. catch up. Yeah, no, I, ho I, I hope, you know, like – as I said, all the all the free stuff and all that, all the experiences, I'm so grateful for. And um, but it's connection for me. It's it's having a safe haven and a safe place for people to go, male and female. Yeah. Um, I have a, a guy um, who we actually message each other regularly. I've never met him. I actually, don't even know where he lives. Yeah. And we do a five day checkup. 
because he's not feeling so well because he's going through a lot. And I go, all right, five-day checkup. Honestly, how's things? Lay it on me. That's awesome. Tell me how you're feeling. You know, and some days are good and some days he doesn't want to talk and some days he does. And he messaged me the other day and said, you know, I don't think I could have got through my situation if I didn't have you to talk to because there's no one that I that I feel like I can reach out to. And yeah. he's like, and you're a complete stranger and you've given your time to me. And I said, of course. Mm. You know, give like you kill, you attract more, sorry, you attract more people and more bees by being sweeter and nicer yeah. and with honey. It's, yeah. you know, that's something that I live by. And being kind can suck. Mm. And I think it puts us in a very vulnerable situation. When I was younger, I was walked all over. And someone would say, sorry, and oh, it's all good, don't worry about it. Instead of standing my ground and going, actually, it's not okay. These yeah. are my boundaries and you've crossed them. But I think at the end of the day, I wouldn't change that I handled situations in a kind way instead of lashing out. And yeah. being angry um, because I think I, I know myself that I have told people that that is more beneficial and it hurts sometimes and it's tough to be kind sometimes. Don't get me wrong. There's sometimes where I, I would love to, you know, give people back what they give me. But I think at the end of the day, it fuels me more mm. to, to have that, you know, aspect on everything and to give somebody kindness because it shocks people. Yeah. It shocks them. They, they want a response. Yeah. They want you to fight back. They want you to put fuel in that fire. Mm. And when you just give them ice, they you put out the fire. Yeah. And they've got nothing to give you back. And I think when I was younger, when I was bullied, I, I, was, I was always so quick to jump in defending myself. Mm. I'm not this person and I didn't do that and I don't understand it instead of going, ugh, say what you want. Yeah. You know, I know, I know my values and I know who I am. And that, that's what I do now, but it took a long way for me to, I think, set boundaries within myself and see what I accept and what yeah. I don't accept. And that's something that it takes a lot. I'm still learning. Um, my mum and I were very similar, but when we argue because we're so similar, you know, she goes, oh, stop defending yourself. I'm like, stop telling me what to do. Yeah. You know? And she's like, well, stop. You know, I don't want, I don't, I don't need you to tell me who you are or what you did or what you didn't do. Yeah. Just tell me what you're going to do about it. Yeah. And, yeah, it wasn't until about eight months ago that I was like, oh, shit, I do do that a lot and I don't need to. I just need I need to just be true to who I am and say these are my boundaries and these are my respect and this is my trust and if you break it, then there's going to be consequences. Boundaries are important. So, so important within yourself, yeah. within your friends, within your family. I, th I definitely think the biggest one is within yourself. Yeah, because I know a lot of people say say yes to everything to live a better life. <sighs> that was life. me. That was but me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, saying yes to everything can put you in situations that you don't want to be in. And it's also having the respect for yourself to say no sometimes, you know. It's not like you should say no to everything or yes to everything. It's knowing the balance and knowing what's right for you. Yeah, I um, I haven't, I, haven't, I, I say yes to a lot of things. I'm a very, very busy person, but I have a tendency to burn myself out. Mm. Because I say yes to everything. And one of my goals this year was to learn to say no. Because I don't need to say yes to everything. And I don't... Sometimes you can't be there for other people. Yeah. Sometimes you've got to say no so that you can have that hour in the afternoon before you go to bed mm -hmm. to be there for you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever feel the pressure? Because I know with myself mm -hmm. working in mental health and also mental health experience on social media is 
Do you ever feel the pressure of when you help people through their problems with mental health? Do you feel the pressure from that? Um, I used to. Like, I think, I again, I used to put myself in a position where, um, you know, like some people, some conversations can be very deep. And, but I only give, like, I'm not a professional. Yeah. So I only give advice out of the kindness of who I am. Um, yeah, definitely. I think sometimes, I think sometimes I more feel pressure on trying to keep a positive outlook on everything. Um, and then I realize I don't need to, that I don't actually have to post about, Mm. you know, being happy and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm not feeling like that. Um, yeah, definitely. I think through advice, um, if there's any, anything serious, I just say, look, you know, just so you know, like seeing a professional is so, so normal and it's fine. And I've, I've done it before and taking medication is, is okay. And yeah. it's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, but I only really give advice to just what I can give. I, yeah, I'm not a professional, but yes, definitely, definitely there is pressure there. I think the more pressure that I feel is to realize that if I am having a crappy day that I don't have to try and fake to be yeah. happy because it's not it's one it doesn't align with me i'm not a fake person so it doesn't align with me yeah. um and two that people don't follow me for that reason they they don't follow me because i'm happy 24 7 because no one can be happy 24 7 they follow me because i'm very raw and real about my emotions yeah so yeah i definitely think there definitely is always pressure but i think it's just the way that you handle it yeah. um if i can't help somebody and if i ever thought someone was in danger then i would do my part of what i could do to help them but um there's only so far that i can really go i think it's more just kind of like a shoulder to lean on and yeah. someone to kind of say your emotions to but i do there has been times where i have said you know like there's professional help around you you feel free to reach out you know let me know how you go you know if you feel like giving me a call after your first session give me a call like regardless of whether i know someone or not i think um i think sometimes it's just having that helping hand yeah. you know whether i'm physically there or it's through a, a you know a texting conversation that sometimes having that person to remind you that you're actually not insane and you're not weird for doing those things and that it's so normal and that even somebody who, you know, lives on the coast and has a beautiful life and does all of these influencing things, I still have problems yeah. and my life's not perfect mm. and that it's not 100% all the time. Yeah, so. that's it. it's just supporting other people but not actually taking on their problems yeah. for yourself. Yeah, you have to learn that boundary, definitely. Um uh, yeah, I think when when I was younger, I would always, you know, I was always that friend that people go to, um, which I always will be. It's it's a, it's a very good value of mine that I that I have. Um, but learning that it's their problems and it's not your problems. Yeah. So there's a difference between lending a helping hand and taking on what the, what they're going through. There's only so much that you can do as a person to be there for somebody. Yeah, it's yeah. like you you can't save them, but you can help them save themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, beautifully spoken. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I see you post a lot about um, self-love and appreciation for <laughs> yeah. physical image oh, as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I absolutely love that because there's so much insecurities, especially when we see a lot on social media <laughs> <laughs> and things like that. But I see you just being raw with it and actually embracing who yeah, you are. Yeah, well, I've done modelling since I was about eight years old. Um and I stopped for a while through high school um, because I, I got ill. I have anemia and I was just, I was very, which is low iron basically, um, but just severe. And I was very sick, so I stopped. Um, 
But I remember when I got back into it, I went to a very well-known and very popular agency in Brisbane and I got turned away because I was plus size. I'm not plus size. There's nothing wrong with being plus size. Plus size is beautiful, but it it hurt. Um, they, But instead of telling me that it was because I was plus size, they said basically I was fat, essentially, and that I didn't fit their criteria. And I think if I didn't have the confidence or be the type of confident person that I was that could crush someone. Yeah. Um, and then so growing a platform, I, I am I am curvy. I do I do have a very odd shaped body, you know, and it's beautiful and I love it. I I realized that if if people are saying that in a professional sense and there's people just saying it day to day and there's people saying it online to other people how can I be different to improve people to show them that it really doesn't matter what your body looks like? Mm. All that matters is that you love yourself. Mm. Um, Because it's taken me a lot. I used to, uh, I mean, I've got quite, um, I guess, a big bum and large thighs. And in school, I used to, people never directly say it to me, but I've seen conversations, you know, I just got cellulite. And back in school, it's all about being sporty and being fit. And, Mm. you know, and I wasn't that person. I, you know, I've always been a slim girl but um I would dream of having a runner's body I would dream of having you know a very tight you know something that your jeans could fit in and it not be a struggle and all that kind of stuff and then as I got older I realized I can't really change that what I can change is the way that I look at myself Mm -hmm. and it's so important to just look at yourself and even if there's not much right now that you love about yourself even if it's just that freckle that's on your nose yeah. or you know your, your fingernails something very minimal look at that and focus on that because you'll start to love every other aspect of yourself yeah. that's um, what you did and that's what helped you yeah, yeah yeah i think also again perspective and change I if I didn't like something and I could change it what was I going to do about it I was going to go and work out I was going to eat healthy I was going to have a healthy relationship with me uh, with myself Um, I never got into really diets and all that kind of stuff it's I think personally for me I would obsess over if I did anything like that sometimes they work beautifully for people but they're just not for me so I learned you know I've always grown up eating fruit and vegetables we're a very big fruit and vegetable family but I learned how to eat them and how to cook and and do all these little things to benefit me, you know. Um, Use people's fitness pages to do a little workout at home because I was way too scared to go to the gym and all that kind of stuff. And it built up that confidence of realising now, um, especially the past few months, like I've been really back into gym and fitness and eating well and living out of home, you know, you got to choose your food wisely and, you know, how much you're going to spend and all this kind of stuff. And now I only shop my fruit and vegetables at local fruit shops and my meat from butchers because it's a lot healthier for you but because it lasts longer and I can utilise it a lot more. But, yeah, I think those ways of just making little changes to go, okay, I've tried to change this. Maybe I can't change this aspect of me. So I'm going to learn to accept it Mm. because I I think as a female personally – especially when you get older, um, we don't realise that our body is made to carry children. Yeah. Like, that's incredible. Like, and, uh, you know, like, it, it's it's crazy that how much, you know, water weight and all these kind of aspects that we don't realise. I mean, think about, you know, all the stuff you drink and all the sugars and everything and how much that just goes into your body. Your body's yeah. going to consistently change. You're not going to look the same from the first moment you woke up 
to the end of the day. So why would you complain about the way that you look yeah. every day when you're going to consistently be changing from morning to night? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's just a, a massive thing, I think, for somebody with my body shape to kind of realise. I have my days still, you know, yeah. there's days where I, you know, look at myself and I may not love myself as much, but I know in the back of my mind that I do and I've come a long way and, I, and I'm and i bettering myself. Yeah, You know, I think there's a difference in not loving yourself and not doing anything about it, yeah. but that that's going to change and affect the way that you see about yourself. Whereas if, if you realise that you don't love, love yourself, what actions are you going to take to, mm. you know, see yourself in a better light? I think from promoting body positivity, um, I actually have a lot of males as well. Males struggle with it yeah. ridiculously. Definitely. Like – Oh my gosh, it is insane. Especially, you know, you see all these you know, eight packs and gym junkies and all that kind of stuff. And um, I think they kind of go, oh, I, I want to get there, but don't realize that they could have been the fat kid at school. Mm. You know, they, they could have that, you know, some people, I, I think for me personally, I think a lot of males that I know, they shed their body fat a lot quicker when they work a lot harder. Yeah. Um, they don't carry as much water weight as females, but um. I have one of my friends who was quite a larger a larger boy and he's like, I'm just not losing it as quickly as all of my friends are. And I was like, like I'm lifting the weights and I'm doing – I said, it's not about the, how heavy you lift. I said, it's about how much you put into yourself. And even if that takes you two years but it takes your best mate three months, hmm. you'll still get there because you've worked hard for it. That's it. And either yeah. way, that time's going to pass, whether you do it or not, two years is going to be there. It's just like how do you want to be in that two years as yeah. well. Yeah, I think, um, again, that comes down to self-love. Yeah, it does. Inner and outer, Mm. you know, Um, external and internal, internal, yeah, definitely. Uh, Again, the way you talk about yourself is the way that you're going to see yourself. Mm. The way, you know, I, for me, I never used to really like lifting weights because I was always scared about being bulky and all that kind of stuff. I love weights now. I love them so much. And I used to compare myself when I started to lift weights and go, oh, my gosh, like I can never lift as heavy as what she is and realise that it's not about that. It has nothing to do with that, that she's worked hard to be in that position. And I think not comparing myself to other people and realising that I'm my own person Mm. and the amount of work that I put into myself is if I want to be, you know, lifting that heavy and doing the amount of exercise that she's doing, then I need to be putting the exact same amount of work that she's doing as well. Yeah, it's like more so being motivated by that action rather than yeah. being jealous or envious. Yeah, I um, yeah, definitely. I think that's a common conversation that I have with a lot of people is you know looking at the rich and famous, and instead yeah. of being angry at it, being inspired by it, mm-hmm. looking at that person that goes to the gym at five a.m. every morning, and in, instead of going, oh, I want to do that, do it. Yeah, like get up and do it. By it. Yeah, use it again. Perspective, the way that you're gonna look at it. It's just, yeah, it's so important to. Yeah, I think it's just so important to love ourselves. Really, yeah. there's only one of us. There is only one of us. Yeah, there is. We have one life. Mm. Why not? Why spend it looking at yourself in a negative light? Why spend it wanting something? Go and do it. Give it a go. Yeah. Try it out. Yeah, definitely. Spontaneous. Yeah. Because I feel you there, especially from a male's perspective. Like I used to be. When I quit drugs, I was 68 kilos. So I, was, I was very thin. Like yeah, I was wow, extremely wow. thin. It's lighter it's, than what I am now. Yeah, so <laughs> I was 68 kilos 
and I like once I got off the drugs, I started to realize like how thin I actually was because I'd eaten like two pieces of toast a day at one stage, and, okay. and then I started following a dude on Instagram called Joseph Rakich, mm. and mm-hmm. I love Joseph. I like, still to this day is my man, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I started to get more motivated on to gain just muscle and size. And the first year, it's one or two years into that journey, I wasn't gaining any size whatsoever. Yeah. But I wasn't giving up. I was putting the consistent work to yeah. make sure that I'm getting the food, I'm doing the work, and just keep showing up. And then when I kept showing up, then I started to eventually see results because I know a lot of people that are thin, they talk a lot about that they can't gain weight. Yeah. But you got to stay consistent with yeah. it. You know? Like if I gave up after six months, it yeah. wouldn't happen for me. Yeah, I um actually had this conversation with one of um my male friends the other day he's like oh yeah my arms are big enough and i and i want them to be bigger and i was like you're at a gym every day I said you eat the food that you need to do i said just keep working on it he's like oh but i have for like eight months mm. and i said just because it's taken the guy next to you two months doesn't mean that's not going to happen for you if you want something you can achieve it yeah you just have to keep pushing for it and i think um you know understanding different ways to go about things um i think you know as you said being quite thin there would would have been so many different things that you would have had to do and learn and educate yourself on on you know getting you know getting bulky and building up and doing all that kind of stuff the education in gym how you do certain exercises all that kind of stuff I think I think being open to education and information that you receive is so important when it comes to you know working on yourself yeah because yeah. I think I got injured about a year and a half ago it was yeah. the best thing that ever happened to me <laughs> because yeah. before then when I was going to the gym no matter how big I got, it was never good enough. Yeah. No matter how much weight I'd lift, it was yeah. never good enough. Even though I went from 68 to, at the time of the crash, I was about 90 yeah. kilos. So in between that, I gained all that, but I never reflected yeah. and actually looked back and actually being proud of my progress or even proud of where I've come. It's just like, well, this is how I look today. It's not good enough. What's next? I think a lot of guys have a lot of body image issues. Yeah, definitely. A lot of guys do. And it's so unspoken about, Mm -hmm. but it's so easy to see it as well. Yeah. You know, I think we kind of take a shy, like turn our eyes when it comes to body image with males. I think with females, definitely in the same age is a lot or spoken about which is beautiful and it's awesome that we're raising awareness but males go through it so much they want to be you know they want their arms to look a certain way they want legs like this person they want to look like that but it, it eats them alive yeah like yeah. it really does and as you said you know no matter how big you got or how heavy you lifted or how much food you ate you were never you were never good enough until you actually took a step back. Yeah. I always tell people, uh, I know we're not really talking about fitness, but I always tell people to take progress photos. Yeah. It's the same thing with your life. Take a progress photo of your life. Look yeah. back three months ago. Look back six months ago. Four years ago, I was in a completely different situation. I was a lot younger, but four years ago, I was in a total different world to what I'm in now. Yeah. You know, from fitness from lifestyle from friendships from self-love from confidence from who i am so different yeah do that do that with do that with jim do that with your life have a look back i know people always tell you didn't you know don't look back but sometimes it's actually worth it yeah it fuels me when yeah. i look back yeah. like on my um not a mental of experience <laughs> on my personal instagram mm. i just have like a highlight called um exercise i have yeah. a few of them like I love flicking through them like yeah. every now and then because it motivates me to get back into yeah. it. Yeah, I think, you know, and support yourself. Mm. You know, be your biggest fan. Yeah. And, you know, as you said, you go through and you go, oh, my gosh, wow, 
<laughs> I can't believe, you know, I thought I didn't even look good there. I was having a look back at photos the other day um, and I was like, my friend's like, oh my gosh, you look amazing. And I was like, oh, thanks guys. Like, you know, and that was like four years ago. And I was like, at that time, I know I thought that I looked absolutely hideous. Mm, I feel that. Yeah. So just being able to reflect on where yeah, you are in definitely. the present moment. Yeah. Like the most, I remember when I signed up to the gym, I'm not sure if you know, average Joel's gym. Yeah. I'm Robbie, shout yeah, out yeah, to Joel. Yeah, but yeah Joel. <laughs> Joel. Joel was like my mentor yeah. um, going to the gym. And I remember like my first four weeks going there, I didn't lift any weights. I just kicked a soccer ball and shoot basketball hoops in this, <laughs> in this car park. And that's all I did for ages. Mm. And I eventually worked into it and then started doing work with Joel. And then for like this eight years, I went to that gym, seven years, which yeah. is amazing after that because i was in a good network of people you know like especially joel and everyone that goes to that gym it's amazing yeah i think um don't be afraid to ask for help yeah definitely ever within anything in life whether you know it's fitness or you know just a genuine question we can never not have enough education and information we are yeah. we are always learning things you learn something new every day and you really do if you actually take a look at your day there will be one little tiny thing that you learn that you're like oh interesting yeah. you know like just don't be afraid don't be afraid to reach out ever and don't be afraid to offer help like yeah. if i see someone at the gym and yeah. i know just by looking at them they look like they may be new or they're struggling i always offer them help yeah. like oh yeah. can i help you with your form or can i help you lift this or what do you want do you have yeah. any questions you know just trying to offer some advice because yeah. now i've got a bit more knowledge than maybe the next person yeah. and then the next person has more knowledge than yeah. me so i can ask yeah. the questions and i can also give advice as well I think that, you know, that again reflects on my social media platform mm. is it, it's that's what I try and teach people is that I think if I didn't ask for help, where would I be now? You know, and having that place to go, this is a safe place to ask for help. And I don't have all the information and I don't have all the answers that you're going to need. Yeah. But maybe I can help you find somebody that does or I can lead, tell you what works for me and you can try that out and realise that that doesn't work for you. Mm. You know, uh, yeah, just, yeah, don't be, don't be afraid to offer help and don't be afraid to ask for it, definitely. Yeah, yeah. opening up mm -hmm. as well, for yeah. sure. And um, you're also studying psych as well. Is yeah. this all, is this what fueled you wanted to study psychology or um, did you want to study psychology beforehand? No, I had no idea what I wanted to do. No idea until I went to Cambodia. We went to a place called She Rescue um, and they help girls who have been sold um, for their virginity, basically. Um, and I bawled my eyes out. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, is this an actual thing? Like, do people actually, wow, I had no idea because it's so unheard of here in Australia. And I said to mom, I was like, I want to, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to. I want to be in this field. Like I love, I've always loved helping people, but I would, I just couldn't be a counselor. It's not what I want to do. I do it because I enjoy it. Um, and yeah, mum's like, all right, well, I was like, but I love crime. Like I, I love all that kind of stuff. So I started, I do a double bachelor's. So I do psych and criminology and justice. Um, and yeah, I just kind of converted the two into it. And I was like, maybe, maybe I want to be, you know, a counselor. Maybe I want to do this. Maybe I want to do that. And yeah, that kind of like fueled me into my career. But, um, I think with psychology, it definitely learned a lot about how we work and how our brains wired and how there's so many things, especially from our childhood that we don't realize affect how we are today. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, I guess it was just extra information that I learnt and I guess I, it does help me a lot with, you know, my platform and talking about all of that kind of stuff because I do have a little a minor bit of education, you know, behind yeah. it. But yeah, it's it's more for the interesting um, aspect side of yeah. it. I, I enjoy it. I love learning the way that we work and yeah. That's what I found about when I did study as well because when I got into the mental health space, I didn't even know what I wanted to do. So mm. it started off because I told you earlier, I left school. I mm. got expelled in 2013. <laughs> in year, end of year 11, I got kicked out. <laughs> and then for the next few years, I was just fucking around. Yeah. And then when I got sober and I actually wanted to change my life around, I decided to do year 12 at TAFE. And when I went to TAFE, I was just looking at classes and what to do. And one of them was psychology. And I was like, oh, I'll just chuck it in there just for yeah. extra credits or whatever it is. Yeah. And when I did psychology, I was like, holy shit. Like I'm just finding out so much about myself from learning this subject. It was yeah. actually to help myself through learning this subject and it was amazing. I find it funny. I think um, the most hurt people or the people that have been through very dark experiences always tend to be the ones mm. that end up studying all these kind of stuff. Yeah. I think because we know what it's like to hit rock bottom and we know where we don't want to be and where we don't want other people to be. Yeah. And we know that there's going to be people that are in that position that we used to be in. And we have advice that worked for us and how can we help them? Yeah, yeah. How to help them get onto those next steps throughout life yeah, as well. Definitely. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I. Uh, that's part of the reason why I love my platform. Mm. Um, you know, I'm I'm not major. You know, I I have I have a few followers and stuff like that, and I'm grateful for every single one of them. But I, I think my favorite thing is when people say, you know, like I thought I was the only one. Uh, you know, when I spoke about my anxiety the other day, there were so many people that said, thank you. I thought I was the only person that felt like that. And I said, you know, I feel like that sometimes too. Yeah. And I'm telling you guys to not feel like that. Like it's so normal to feel like that. But th there's so many people that feel like that as well. Yeah, there is yeah. a world of people out there that can relate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. you started dabbling into meditation and breath work. Have you done much of that? Yeah, um, here and there. I did breath work quite a bit for like probably about two months. Um, I don't think it's something for me personally that I do all the time. Um, with my anxiety, I do kind of like sometimes put like rain sounds on or something to help me sleep um, when my mind's kind of ticking and I can't really get it to, you know, slow down. Um I think yoga and yoga and a little bit of like breath work mixed in is something that I personally enjoy a bit more. I like the physical side of it, but as well as the side to take a moment after the session yeah. and chill out and relax your mind. Um, but I think it's very important. I think if you're somebody who struggles to open up within yourself or around other people, or you're somebody who doesn't like talking to people, I think breath work is something that you should look into yeah because you don't talk to anyone you yeah. lay there and someone guides you through a meditation and through, and it's weird and it's uncomfortable i will 100 percent admit that it is very strange when you first do it you're yeah. like oh my gosh like why are we breathing like this yeah but it will you don't realize how much you suppress yeah until you actually stop and i think if you're a very busy person like for me doing those kind of things makes me stop for for yeah. a good half an hour and just chill out and just be in a moment and feel my thoughts and sometimes just stop even thinking, yeah. you know, just focus on my breath and what I'm doing. And, but yeah, it's definitely something that I recommend and that I love doing. It's not something I would do like every day, but yeah. I'd probably do it like maybe every two weeks. I, I do 
try and do it every about like two weeks. Um, just implement it when yeah, you know you need just, it. Yeah, when I need it, definitely. Um, I had – my anxiety was horrible last week. That was just – I just couldn't control it. And I was like, oh, what can I do? And I was like, oh, I know what I can do. And I just went and just did a little meditation. And I think, you know, I to one of my friends um, who's a male, I suggested that to him. And he's this stocky, you know, yeah. big gym, gym guy. Like he's like, nah, you know, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. And I was like, give it a go. Yeah. And he was like, oh, my gosh. I hated it, but I loved it. Mm. He's like, because I needed it. Yeah. He's like, I didn't realise how much just stopped over progressing my brain and over processing everything and just sitting down for a good 30 minutes and relaxing was what I needed. Yeah. And yeah. you don't have to be a hippie to do it. <laughs> that was my, yeah. that was a stigma yeah. around it before yeah. I started. I was yeah. like, well, I'm, I don't have dreadlocks and I don't know. But then when I first did it, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I just went on the journey. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was like that um, younger guy that came to that birth. He's like, I would never do these things. He's like, but I wanted to give it a go. And he's like, I'm so grateful I did it. He's like, I don't know if I'll ever do it again. He's like, but I'm grateful I had that one experience to actually yeah. sit down and think. I think it kind of makes you realize how much power you have over yourself. Yeah. How much you control with the things that you do and how much, yeah, just in control you are of you. Yeah. And if you actually listen to yourself, a lot of the time you actually have the advice that you need in the back of your mind. Yeah. You're just not letting it come through. It shows you how much power you got too. Because it's mm. called breath work for a reason. Yeah. It takes work. You got to put work oh, in yeah. to get there. And then when yeah. you put in that work, you realize that you have control. Yeah. Like, honestly, my first session, I, I bawled my eyes out. And I have never been happier in my life. And I cried my little eyeballs out. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I sat up. And I, you know, the breath work finished, but I laid down. I laid down for a bit longer. And I was like, no, I, I need a bit longer, you know. And then I sat up and I was like, just this weight was off my shoulders and I just felt light and I was like wow like I actually didn't deal with that situation like I thought I did yeah yeah because like my for myself my one of my condition beliefs from childhood growing up was not to cry you know as a male you just yeah. gotta mask it up yeah. and once I started doing breath work I realized that I can cry so now when I feel like I, so it's weird because like my, my body physically rejects crying. Mm -hmm. So I make sure I sit myself down, put myself in the breath <laughs> because I know that I'll channel through that within myself and actually let that flow out. Yeah. So all my brothers or even sisters out there listen to this and you feel like you relate to not being able to cry and you feel that physical blockage, do some breath. Yeah. Um, I, th I think it's so upsetting that stigma mm. around males. Yeah. Um, and having to be a bloke and get over it. Like as if, like oh, whoever created that, honestly, like <laughs> as if they're not human. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I think it puts so much pressure does. on males, so much. I mean, even from like a female looking on the outside, I think uh, like just like how could, how can somebody not cry when a situation is horrible, you know, and – I think that's why there is so much anger in yeah. a lot of males. There's no regulation yeah, emotions. because they just – they don't get time to actually experience it. And I think the stigma around being the man of the house and having to upkeep and, and do all of that kind of stuff or, you know, I, I think especially around a, a group of your mates, you know, when you yeah. don't have those friends that are actually going to be there for you in yeah. a crappy time, you put on a front. 
because you're a male because yeah. it's what you have to do right you know you, you have to be strong and you can't be upset and i think a lot of the times you actually the times you see a male cry is when they get into a fight mm. yeah 100 percent, because yeah. that's when their emotions are heightened yeah and you think oh, okay well, maybe this is a reasonable time to cry yeah but when you cry you actually for myself i definitely realize that i think a lot more rational mm. after i cry oh, yeah like <laughs> like i'll feel so like congested that everything's bottled up i'll cry Five minutes after, I'm like, oh, no, I can right now. I can work through this. <laughs> I literally had that the other night. Last week, I had a pretty um, rough week mentally. Um, and I I was being dramatic about something, as you know, you can be. And I cried. Yeah. And I started laughing. And I was like, oh, gosh, I was being dramatic. I was yeah. like, it really does. It really does open up. And you go, oh, I just needed to just let it out. Yeah. You know, and I'm not, I'm an emotional person in the sense of I feel emotions very deeply, but I don't tend to cry quite often. So when I do, it is a massive emotion, like a release of emotions. But that's what breathwork does, mm. is it releases that without without having the pressure of, is anyone watching me? Like, mm. can anyone, are my eyes puffy? Like, can anyone see them crying? It, it gives you that release of, you know, being being understanding and that clarity of taking a moment, thinking about a situation, reevaluating it, and then coming back to it. And if you feel if you think you want to go to something like this, Chris from Travel Fit, yeah. but like when you go to a group of people, I know you may think I don't want to see so many people seeing me cry. But think about this: when you go to like a gym class, you think, oh, I don't want to be struggling in front of everyone. But more like 20 minutes into it, you look up and you realise that everyone's Everyone in their is. own suffering. Yeah. Like no one's focusing on you. Everyone's so focused yeah. on the suffering they're going through physically. So then when you do these breaths and you do these meditations, you then realise that, yeah, everyone's here on their own journey. Yeah, definitely. I think um, like when I sat up after my first birth, like I was like, oh, like everyone's crying. Okay, cool. Like we're good, you know. And um I'm not going to give too much away of what Chris does because yeah. I feel like it can shy people away, yeah. which is exactly what I did on my story. I didn't say much about what he did. And people said to me, I wouldn't have come if I knew, but I'm glad I did. Yeah. You know. Um, Keep it the unknown. Yeah, definitely. But definitely check something. There's so many of them out there, whether you're on the Sunshine Coast or Gold Coast or anywhere, wherever you're listening from, there will be somewhere that someone does that. Um, I know there's, I think, Cool to Be Conscious in Goldie. Cool to Be Conscious. Yeah. yeah so there's yeah, Sunshine Coast. They're amazing as well. I haven't personally done um, a session with them, but I've heard amazing things about them. If they're anything like Chris, then it's definitely worth it. But yeah, there's so many out there or even do some online by yourself. If you're too afraid to go around other people, you know, don't shy away from those little beneficial, beneficial things that are going to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Also self-development. Yeah. Like as well, like tap into developing more tools for yourself yeah. as well. I feel like that's so important whether it's like an event, like there are so many one day free events that go around oh, yeah. where people do seminars and yeah. actually like bring people together, communicate, give advice yeah. and you can actually yeah. find these tickets, just Google it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think if you're as well, if you're going through like, like kind of, you know, you're, you're on your own and you're going through an alone path and you, you know, you're trying to meet new people, things like this is awesome because they're the people that you want to be around. They're the inspirational people. They're the people that have done the hard work and that have been in the same position, especially if you go to one of Chris's stuff, he talks about his experience and what he went through. Um, and you go, oh, wow. Like mm. he, you know, he's been through that as well, but he's here 
helping other people. Yeah. They're the people that you want to be around. They're, they're the energy and the light that you need to be bringing into yourself. Yeah. yeah. That's why yeah. I always say network is net worth because yeah. the network that you find will bring true value to your life. Yeah, which is something that I found out through socials as well. Mm. Um, like doing, coming on here and doing a podcast, you know, realigning. As, as I said, you know, when you messaged me, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like I'll, I've never been on a podcast, but I'd love to because I could talk for hours. But like, you know connecting with somebody who is aligned in the same stuff that I am and has very similar values and I think as well it's very inspirational from for a male to sit on something and talk about it especially I think um still young but also old enough to be quite influential I think it's a I think people your age it's very hard as a male um to talk about those things and to yeah. have that i was like yeah i'm i'm on there like you, no questions asked 100 percent. awesome well, yeah. i'm happy to have you because <laughs> thank you <laughs> when i started men's health experience i was 21 i'm 24 now uh, so it's been maybe i was 20 it's been, <laughs> over, it's been, over, <laughs> been a while yeah, it's been over three years but now i was 20 i was like i'm shit scared to talk about mental health i was like i don't want to create a page and post yeah. quotes and videos about it it's like everyone's gonna judge me yeah and when i did it i just felt this big relief yeah the I amount think- of support i got yeah, I think uh, as I always say, something I live by is take the risk or lose a chance. Hundred mm. percent, I like that. Yeah, I haven't had it on me, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, take the risk or lose a chance. I think, and um, through socials, you know, even though I did get bullied and stuff about it, I have people who I went to school with who used to bully me, asking me for advice on it, mm. asking me how do I get there, how do I how do I be in the position that you're in. I have people apologize to this day for the way that they treated me which is amazing and and i hope people have changed and i hope people have learned and i understand that people make mistakes some people i could never forgive um or more so forgive but not forget really um but i you know and that's because i took the chance yeah and i was like you know what i remember the first day i spoke about what i had been through it was triggering to me Mm. it was i bawled my eyes out you know and i was like oh everyone from school's gonna see this like blah 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 and and there was there was you know controversy and when you're when you're succeeding and doing yourself you're not always going to have support you're going to have people behind you that are jealous and that are going to hate on you but again it doesn't matter what other people think about you it's what you think about yourself and yeah i was so scared yeah when i posted that story i was like oh my gosh like how are people going to take it? And some people took it well, some people didn't. But now I'm so glad that I do. And I'm so glad I jump on and talk about things. And it's not every day, but every so often, you know. When you feel called to. Yeah, 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 you know. Because I'm now a place where people feel comfortable to talk about how they feel. And where people, I may be their only little bit of hope or support or help that they have. And that's a massive thing to think about, you know. And that's why you always treat people with kindness. Because that yeah. compliment that you give somebody because they're wearing a nice shirt mm. could honestly save their life. Yeah, 100%. Those little things in life. Yeah. Like, so I remember the first time I got backlash from Men's Love Experience. <laughs> at the Sandstone Point Hotel. Oh, my God. one place of all. And some dude was like, oh, you're the dickhead who supports mental health. Yeah. I just looked at him. I laughed. And I was like, if you need help, let me know. And I just yeah. walked off. I was just like... I shook my head at the time and I was a bit, I was a bit angry, but yeah, I walked off, of so I was happy with that. But then the next day I woke up it was a reflection of the way I handled that situation yeah. and also knowing it was just a reflection on yeah. how he actually felt within himself. And yeah. then I was like, you know what, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm, I'm my, I know my intentions are true. The message I'm doing is great. Yeah. I'm on the path I want to be on. And I, I can't let other yeah. people affect that. Yeah, I think um, we have to remember 
that um, a lot of the time people's hate messages or the way that they act towards you in in a rude way actually has nothing to do with us. Mm. It's sometimes, a lot of the time it's to do with them and sometimes it's because they wish they could talk about the things that you talk about. Um, I think as well from a male perspective too. You yeah. know, it's a very egotistical, mm. um, with females as well, very yeah. egotistical place and ground to step in. It's a very rocky place to step in. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of the time it's to do with them and that's why you laugh and you walk away. Yeah. Because there's no point putting more fuel into that fire. No, as long as you know why you're doing it, yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah, and be intentional about who you are and what you do, whether that's to do with mental health or anything. Mm. And just know that you're not always going to have support. But use that. Use that negativity and that hate as leverage to be better. Yeah. And to do better and to walk away. Yeah. Yeah. And reflect on it and be proud of yourself how you handle yeah, the situations. Definitely. I mean, through socials, I get hate messages at least once a month. Yeah. I um, actually had someone a while back, first ever hate message I bawled my eyes out to. Normally I just kind of, you know, my resilience is pretty high. I'm like, yeah, yeah whatever, you know. I feel sorry, you know, if you have any, like, you know, feel free to chat. Um, yeah. Or I'll just ignore what they say. But I got this email, a very detailed email. It was like three paragraphs long and it was all these photos of my body and they were just saying, you know, like you promote fa- false body positivity, like this is photoshopped, like all this stuff. And I was like, whoa, like very rude, negative, like things about me. And I bore my eyes out. And I think a part of you questions if they're right. Mm. A part of you goes, oh, even though I don't edit my photos like that. And even though I, I, I know what I say is my mind and may not align with what everyone thinks, but I'm true to who I am. Mm. A part of you questions if what you're doing is okay yeah um and to just like just take a step back and and you're allowed to question it but realize that if you're doing it for the right reasons and you're doing it to help yourself and to help other people then they're probably in the wrong yeah exactly just do what makes you happy yeah exactly but yeah yeah, well, that was cool. Yeah, that thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was massive. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add on? Any? Um, just like, you know, as I said, I am on socials. Um, so feel free, anyone to reach out, male or female. Um, my inboxes are always open and I mean that, like, in all honesty, they are always there. Sometimes it may take a while to get back to people, but it's not because I'm purposely ignoring them. Sometimes I've got my own stuff going on or I just haven't been online um but yeah just to really think about the way that you treat yourself and the way that you treat other people and to understand that sometimes we have to travel alone through life that we can't always travel with a circle of people or a group of people and we need to really build up who we are so that when we do travel with other people they're the right ones and we're making the right decisions Mm. yeah Amazing. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank so you. Well, where can everyone find you? Um, so my so- <laughs> I feel weird giving myself a shout out. Um, my socials is the dot nicks on social on Instagram. I'm on TikTok as well, but that's just me being funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just Instagram the dot nicks. Um, feel free to send me a message anytime. I also, if you're on the coast, I love meeting up with new people, grabbing coffee, having a chat. Um, regardless of whether I know you or not. So, yeah, yeah feel free. Awesome. Well, <laughs> yeah, I will um, leave all that in the bio as well. Cool. Um, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. 
I admire what you do. Thank you. Keep on doing it and you're going to do great things. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you for tuning in, everyone. Um, hope you enjoyed today's episode and I'll speak to you all later. Love. <laughs>